Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, Red Raider tight ends made a dent in the win over Texas last week. What are they going to be cooking up in Manhattan, Kansas this time around? We'll investigate. Also looking to break a deadlock between Chris and myself as Locked On Texas Tech goes up against the spread once again in the Big 12 and beyond. And we'll also take a closer look on the defensive side of things for the Red Raiders. Does Tim DeRuiter have the depth up front to contain a varied offensive attack for K-State? We discuss next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Glad to have you along for the ride. Once again on Locked On Texas Tech, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Casey Cowan with the only Chris Level and would like to thank our friends at underdog for bringing you today's episode sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code locked on and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 again with the promo code locked on at underdogfantasy.com Chris we're uh, toward the end of the week here and uh, not far away from the Red Raiders hitting the road for the first of two consecutive away from Jones Stadium Manhattan Kansas Going to be the scene as Tech takes on Kansas State. And, man, as we continue to look ahead to the Purple Wildcats, we've talked about them, you know, being uh, weaponized in in all three phases of the game. And, you know, a team that's really a handful, to say the least. And kind of does feel like we've had to use the entire week uh, to really try to get a load of K-State because kicking off the show here today, we spent time earlier in the week talking Deuce Vaughn, and we're only now getting to the guy that's actually taking the snaps, (laughs) Adrian Martinez. And, Man, he's looked about as dangerous as as anybody in purple and silver, uh, especially as of late. So there's plenty of reason to pay attention to number 22 and some of those other guys at the skill positions. But but the dude that's orchestrating it all in Martinez is certainly capable, maybe through the air, but definitely is a part of that rushing attack as a ball carrier. He, you know, Adrian Martinez has been talked about a lot this week and, and deservedly so. Uh, he's gotten a lot of uh, pub. He's done a lot of interviews. I've seen him do two national interviews, and I think he all is deserving. I even saw some sort of metric that would indicate that Kansas State's win at Oklahoma is the best win that anybody's got the whole season of anybody. Because I think that the way it framed it, that 22 of 25 teams would maybe have lost in Norman, you know, of of the top 25 ranked teams currently or whatever. So anyway, I don't know how they figured that out. Bottom line, it was a good win. Good looking graphic. I saw the same thing. So I don't know what they're, uh, I don't know how they figured (laughs) it out either, but I was interested. And Texas (laughs) Tech was a little further down the list, like number 10 or 12 or something. I was, yeah, I was intrigued. The question (laughs) though that I have though, is that, who is the real Adrian Martinez? Hmm. Because there's a reason it didn't really work at Nebraska. It wasn't all his fault. There's a reason that they weren't, you know, very successful throwing the ball earlier this season. Uh, but, you know, he, he 
had a doozy of a performance, an all-timer uh, in Norman, and just okay. had Brent Venables scratching his head, not knowing what was going on, and just felt like he had no answers. So I'm, I'm not real sure what we get out of uh, out of Adrian Martinez this weekend in Manhattan. That's the because I, I, I you know, I, I told you this, but 134 yards on average per game. That's the lowest in the Big 12 by far, and that's what he's averaging. Uh, passing yardage and he only has two touchdown passes the entire season uh and so i i I don't know what what we get do we get the oklahoma version okay of of how he played the sooners or do we get kind of a lot of what we saw in nebraska and and you know earlier on this season to where it's like man i I don't know this 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 may not work so i really don't know i just you know, and I'm not asking necessarily for the real Adrian Martinez to stand up. I just don't want that guy to be the OU version of him, whoever stands up. But yeah, um, no question. It's it's worth asking the question, I guess, is my point. And he's going to be going against a pretty good Texas Tech defense. I mean that 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 can't be overstated either. Well, and it kind of seems like I've. I mean, I hesitate to even say this out loud. It's like seeing fawns in the wild. You don't want to scare it away, but. I almost, I don't know if I want to call it a deep defense, but a deeper defense than maybe what we've been accustomed to seeing uh, for some time on that side of the ball here in Lubbock. And particularly where it could matter a lot, uh, obviously coming up on Saturday, within that defensive front, within the box, the front seven, whatever way you want to look at it. And that was something that uh, defensive coordinator Tim DeRuiter actually spoke about, Chris, was the fact that it did seem like, yeah, the frontline guys can go harder because the next in line guys are not really, you know, generating any kind of drop off as far as whenever you have to give these guys a rest and continue to try to keep fresh legs and fresh, violent hands on the field. Uh, here's defensive coordinator, Tim DeRuiter. I've been really pleased with those guys since last spring. You know, I, I knew coming in here when you see them, they're, they're undersized as far as not thickness, but, but length. And so you wonder, you know, are they going to be, big enough to, in in the Big 12 to be able to make plays and get away from big blockers that want to hold them. And they play with such great motors. And then the other thing I think that's helped them is, you know, when, when you have guys like, you know, Miles and Phillip and and uh, uh, V, they're, they're fresher now. They, you know, where a year ago I think they were playing a lot of snaps on their own. And, you know, and again, when we're only playing 60 snaps, I, I don't know their exact snap count. Uh, I don't have it right here in front of me. Um, I think that they can go harder longer because they know, hey, if, if I'm out, somebody else is coming in and they're not necessarily going to drop, you know, from a one to maybe a three or four level player. You know, it's one and two are pretty close. So uh, they've been playing with great uh, energy and, you know, they keep fighting in, the, in their pass rush uh, and they're making, you know, really timely plays for us. Tony Bradford, Jalen Hutchings, uh, the guys that that comment was centered around, and then Philip Bleedy, Miles Cole. Who's V? Who am I missing? Vital Scott. Okay, yeah. Uh, those yeah. are the guys that Costa Rooters referencing there up front uh, for Texas Tech defensively. Yeah, and I think you'll get a bit uh, a bit deeper on the edge this weekend too. I think it's worth pointing out because if you, if you, if you go back and look at uh, how many players actually played versus Texas. It's only I, I think you were in the 16, 17 total players range on defense. 
but again, there's only 60 plays. Uh, so, you know, you can kind of get away with that. And then you did go into overtime and all that, but you know, Texas only ran 60 plays, but you know, as, as the season goes along and th- those start to add up and you get into some games where the opposition is running into the seventies and eighties and even nineties, you, you're not sure what you're going to get into. You can't have ground down your, 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 your dudes. They've got to have a rest and, you know, and, and, and you've got to – but I think Dimitri Moore is back this weekend. He's an outside linebacker, defensive end type. I think uh, I think you're going to hear the name of Robert Wooten, uh, who hasn't played a down, I don't think, here yet. He's been here a little over a year. I think he's going to play uh, versus the, uh, the Wildcats as well. Um, and I think that's – that just adds to the depth for Tyree and Josiah Pierre and 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 the, those outside guys like that. That just gives them more of a uh, a rest, and and you can kind of get into a rotation a little bit to where you can kind of ease up some of their their workload as we go along. But I'm kind of you know Robert Wooten, you know, we transferred here from Virginia Tech, and it was last summer a year ago. So last year he has to sit out because of the transfer rules and all those things, and he's not a graduate or anything. Uh, but, uh, anyway, he had to sit out and, uh, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see if he can give you something because it's just a name that I think a lot of people are like, who's this guy? You know, I don't, I don't know anything about him, but, um, I know that the previous staff was very high on him and felt like that he was, he was absolutely worth, uh, worth taking. And so he's been sitting here on ice and he was dinged up earlier on in this season. So that's why he's going to, I think, make his debut uh, three or four games in here. But uh, just another name on that defensive side to add to that front seven that could potentially help you. As far as depth that's making an impact, I'd say so far so good this season for Texas Tech. Still uh, more football left to be played than you have played. And, man, if stuff like that is going on where maybe you are still yet to to see more help come on board, get really excited about what the future looks like uh, up front for Texas Tech and, and Tim DeRuiter on the defensive side of things. Uh, Chris Level mentions uh, some names there that you may hear called coming up this weekend. I want to get to coming up ahead some names you heard called to a greater extent last week than we had before. Are we going to hear those again in Manhattan, Kansas? Tell you who I'm referring to coming up ahead. But first, want to tell you about our friends at Underdog Fantasy, spicing up your college football season. And Chris, you were on the money last week, man, like an underdog guru. Miles Price was an offering uh, from Chris Level last week as far as the Red Raider that might get busy. Goes out and has a career day as far as the receptions with 13 uh, on the day. Are, are you feeling anyone this week? Should we keep riding the hot hand with Miles Price maybe again? You know, to me, I I, I think you're going to get one of your running backs. You're going to have oh. a big, you know, the question is which one? You know, yeah. that's that's the hard part. It's not easy to answer. Yeah, because the, the way Kansas State plays defense, they're going to give you some opportunities, I think, to run it a little bit. But, again, which guy is that? Is that Sir Roderick? Is that Taj? I don't know. But you know what? Since they've been kind of alternating weeks, I'll just I'll say Taj Brooks. <laughs> I'd be happy to see either one of them yeah. make that kind of dent, man. And, yeah, we had not been able to get both on the same day with some type of balanced production, but it has been one or the other. And for the most part, I think Tech has generated a rushing attack that has to be accounted for by the defense. So hopefully that happens coming up again with, with Taj Sarodrick, uh or whoever wants a crack at it. Donovan Smith, uh, maybe somebody that could get busy uh, as a ball carrier here or there. Take Chris's advice. Trek out on your own path. 
Do your own thing at underdogfantasy.com. Get over there, use the promo code locked on, and underdog's gonna double your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. So you deposit a hundred bucks, you get a hundred bucks for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app on the app store or the Google Play Store. Again, go to underdogfantasy.com and use that promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on and kick it up a notch with the college football pick'em. This weekend at underdogfantasy.com. Thanks for making us a part of your day. It's Locked On Texas Tech, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, we're getting ready for Red Raiders and Wildcats, K-State and Tech from Manhattan, Kansas. Coming up this weekend, and uh, Chris, you were touching on a couple of guys a moment ago on the defensive side of the football that are maybe off the shelf and back on the field. Some names that we'll hear uh, maybe for the first time coming up this weekend, Robert Wooten among those. Um, And I wanted to get to on the offensive side here quickly with you some names that have been out there, but we hadn't really heard called to a great extent, at least not consistently this season. And that among those tight ends, um, thinking about some of those guys making big plays, man, it wasn't like you're filling up the box score necessarily, but these were heavy impact plays made by Cup and Tharp last week against Texas. Yeah, and, and, and talking to Coach McGuire on his show about just that particular group, I think they really made an impact uh, in that game versus Texas. I think that they're looking – for them to make an impact as as you go forward this season because Josh Cochran coaches that group. I think Zach Kitley and they, he's done a good job. I think Coach Kitley trying to figure out, you know, how to how to create mismatches with these guys. Cause you got you got six seven, you've got six nine, then you've got a guy like Henry Teeter uh that that's that that missed last week that is is back this week. But you know, Baylor Cup, man, six foot seven and Mason Tharp six foot nine you got to figure out ways to incorporate those guys. And I think that uh, a guy like Baylor Cup really, he's an all-world recruit. If you go looking back at like what he was ranked and all the people that offered him a scholarship and all these things, Texas Tech just doesn't get many of these guys like this, if ever. And I, I think that his issue really has been a can he stay healthy and I'm sure he's thinking when he gets gets dinged up against uh, Houston, it's like, okay, here we go again. But he just missed the one game and he's back. But it, it's also because I haven't been able to be out there because I've been dinged up and dealing with injuries all the time. I don't have any any confidence. And I'm I you know after talking to Baylor some this week, I think that you know he's starting to feel pretty good about things. He's like, I love coming in Sundays and Mondays because I I know Zach's gonna have you know, something drawn up for the tight ends and how to get us mm-hmm. open, how to create a mismatch and this and that. And, you know, he, he did some of that this past weekend for sure, because Mason and Baylor both uh, made, made plays and it was, they were huge at the time. One scores a touchdown, one sets you up on the one foot line. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. Baylor made three other catches too. So I would look for those guys to continue to be, you know, important parts of what you're trying to do on offense, especially as you get into the chess match of the big 12, conference and and Henry Teeter clearly is your best blocking you know tight end and in, in, in the fullback tight end there you go yeah H <laughs> back whatever we want to call there you him. go H back yeah. yeah so but yeah I mean that, that group was it's it, it, tons of potential man 
Well, and it made me think about your comment, which I thought was was so interesting. Um, and I can't remember what episode it was on, but uh, go back um, in the archives here on YouTube if you missed it. But you were talking about Cliff Kingsbury texting Zach Kitley saying yep. regarding Donovan Smith or quarterbacks, like, hey, things, things can click in a day here or there for a quarterback, and all of a sudden you see this growth and th- you have success. And I-, I was wondering about these tight ends, Chris, because it's not like they've been non-existent on the field so far this season before Texas – You've seen some attempted connections that just weren't there and were off, you know, by a foot or a millimeter or whatever it might be uh, here or there. But it wasn't like, at least in my opinion, they weren't trying, at least to some extent, uh, to involve them. And with so much success last time around, uh, as far as the impact they had on the game, and I want to see it happen, of course, so I'm halfway wishing, dreaming, and rooting for it to happen. I'm hoping maybe it's it's a, a launching pad of some sorts to really get them in the mix. Because I just think, you know, tight ends, I've, I've been so envious as a Tech fan over the years. There's so many great tight ends who have killed us in the Big 12 Conference. Yeah, I mean, just over and over and over. Missouri, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. They've been Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State, yeah. but across that landscape. So I feel like when you have a great one, and maybe not even great, but just really good, that's just an athlete on the field that's hard to – to replicate, it seems like there's always a, a mismatch somewhere for a tight end, whether it's uh, against a smaller guy or maybe um, outmaneuvering a bigger guy. I just love to have one with an ability to make an impact. And you were just describing those two dudes in Cup and Tharp and, and the measurables they have. Pretty special, right? And then the red zone kind of really gets you to dreaming. But um, easier said than done. So I don't know if it was something that Texas was given. Uh, Zach Kitley, as far as looks and things like that, or Donovan Smith, uh, or if we'll – See that continued. Do you think that it was more of an emphasis, or maybe just something that was there as far as the matchup last week? I think both. I, I you know, I, I think they've been trying to incorporate new ways to get them involved, but I also think that some of this is how teams defend you and what they try to take away, and and if if they're, mm. you know, going to try to play keep, keep everything underneath and and play coverage, you know, because Kansas State their defensive scheme is very similar to how NC State set it up. So it's more of a three-man front. They want to kind of keep things in front of them. They're also going to try to take – they're going to try to show you that you can, hey, man, you got all this room up here. You can run it. And then they, they quickly take it away. Their safeties are heavily involved. Yeah. Um, but, again, it, it's also – part of this, too, is just really about Donovan clicking with these guys and Donovan clicking with Kitley on what works – what you like, and then Donovan be, being comfortable enough to like throw throw that ball up to one of those cats, man. Let them go get it, you know. True. Yeah. Let let them let them play basketball with it, and just go jump up and, and high point it or whatever you want to do. And you know, th- there's something to be said there about taking some chances because they're going to win some of those 50-50 matchups if you put the ball in the right place. Well, and that's a process too to kind of develop that trust, that chemistry to know like where he wants it or what move maybe Donovan can anticipate uh, one of them making. I mean that again, is a process in and of itself. But yeah, you'd love to see them able to use just some of that that raw athleticism and, and the measurables that you just can't really teach your coach <laughs> otherwise whenever it's convenient for Texas Tech. So maybe we'll see some of that uh, coming up this weekend against Texas, I'm sorry, against Kansas State. And, you know, as one of those old rugged 150-pound uh, twisted steel and sex appeal, <laughs> two, three, eight tight ends, Chris. Tight ends, fullbacks. I was a reserve like, fullback too. They never go out of style. Never. It's like style. Uh, your your favorite wrestler back in the day, Michael Hayes, and he went by PS, and the PS stands for pure and sexy. 
I got to tell you, that is one I'm not familiar with. I'm not sure if you're making that up entirely or if that was a real wrestler. I'm being a thousand percent serious. He was part of the. We don't fish. He was part of the catalog. He was part of the Freebirds, man. The Freebirds and the Von Erics. But yeah, Michael PSAs. I don't know and if you're newer say, or older, but no, it was this is though this is older. This is eight, this is eighties. Yeah, this yeah. is eighties. Yes, <laughs> I can respect that. But and he, I will consult the archives tonight after the show. But he'd also rock with the twisted seal and sex appeal and that whole thing. So that's what we're thinking. <laughs> it just it jogged the memory. So I, I really, this is all your fault. I mean, you're you're the one that led me down this road. You just didn't know it. I have no doubt that yeah. most things, including this right here on this guy. My fault. Coming up on the other side, we are looking to break a tie. Uh, Chris and I are taking a look at this weekend's slate. Three and two, three and two. We were above water last week, but just kissing sisters. No clear winner, and nobody enjoys that experience. So we got another handful of ball games to get to. Coming up ahead as Locked On Texas Tech goes head up with the spread. That's coming up next, but first, back at it with our good buddy, Armin Williams with Schooley Mitchell, North America's number one business cost reduction company. And you see it right there in bold print on the screen. On average, Chris, just on average, 28% is the number whenever we're talking about essential business services reduced. Think about what that kind of savings just on average and possibly more could do for your business. And Chris, I think so often about... uh, Sometimes who who we're talking to in this audience and and who's tailor made right here for Armin Williams to really help them out and it's those small business owners where really it it could be a number even smaller than twenty eight percent at some point but could provide some great relief you never know so savewitharmin.com is where they need to go right yeah and if you're watching this on YouTube and you should be uh, you can see Armin on the screen right there and, and I guarantee if you see him and and his name right there you know that a PS belongs right between Armin and Williams. <laughs> and it stands for the same things that Michael Hayes was all about. But no, in all seriousness, man, he, uh, our arm, arm is great people, man. He's wanting to help uh, Red Raider owned uh, and operated businesses and just try to help you save money and you know, try to dig into to some of the different things. And you see all those different categories right there. And you, you're renting dumpsters, you're, you know, you got gasoline that, you know, your fuel of cars, you got, you know, t- telephones and a bank. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever. He, he can, he can dig into that and help you out, try to save some money and, you know, bundle or unbundle or whatever you're looking for, but uh, it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. The old fan dangle, there ain't no upfront <laughs> costs starts with a free analysis. And then he only shares in any savings that uh, you may be able to find. So think about some extra wiggle room for that business as you get ready for 2023 with our friend Armin Williams at Schooley Mitchell. Head on to the website now and get to freeing up some cash at savewitharmin.com. And we can't forget about our friends at Flatlands Grain, 30 quick minutes north of the LBK in Health Center, Texas, America. Those harvest gears are soon to begin turning and Flatlands Grain is standing by for you. Maybe those ducks aren't quite in a row on your end, but no worries. Flatlands Grain, your backstop. No job too small, too big, whether it's thousands of bushels, one truckload, market analysis, crop experience, and of course, just keeping animals fed. Flatlands Grain has got all of those bases 
covered. So give them a holler today at 806-839-2522 or check them out at flatlandsgrain.com. Wanting to help continue to be that reliable resource for the farming and ranching families all across the high plains this harvest season. The Red Raiders at Flatlands Grain are saying Reckham Tech. Again, give them a call at 806-839-2522. See them in Health Center, Texas, or visit them online at flatlandsgrain.com. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. Please do subscribe if you have not yet. And hang tight with us this weekend as we'll have coverage following the ball game. Red Raiders hopefully giving us reason to be celebratory in the coverage. Had a good time last time around. The old morning after report was a sweet tasting morning, Chris, uh, in West Texas, in part spurred on by the fact that I knew at least I didn't take an L in our our first go round of uh, Locked On Texas Tech head up with the spread. You and I tied, which is not a whole lot, you know, of a better feeling, I don't guess, uh, compared to actually taking that loss. But it ain't losing. It ain't losing. I just want to state that for the record. I'd rather tie than lose, but uh, I hate I hate ties. I don't mind telling you, like the, the whole soccer thing, it drives me crazy, man. Nobody you know, fl- flip a coin. So yes, yeah, you got to get a result here, man. But uh, no, we, we 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 tied three three games to yeah, three right. wins, two losses each. That's right. So we're here to break that up this time around. Got a few in the Big Twelve to take a look at, and a couple of interesting ones across the nation as well. But let's get started in the league, Chris, and let's start with the Sooners, who were knocked off by these K-State Wildcats, and will be looking to bounce back against the Horned Frogs of Texas Christian. The Sooners, a little less than a touchdown favorite, minus six and a half is what I'm seeing. What are you liking here with OU and TCU? Here's my stuff on this game, okay? You ready? Uh, Max Duggan actually has played really good this season, and he's only he's got just a handful of rushing yards. I would have told you before the season, one, I wasn't sure if he was going to start, and he didn't, but he came in for Chandler Morris's injury. Uh, but he's it's the, it's the way he's thrown the ball. He's completing over 77% of his passes, I think. He's got eight touchdown passes, zero interceptions, and TCU's mm. all, also averaging over 200 yards a game on the ground. However, 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 <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma, you know how many times uh, they've beaten TCU in a row? Eight. Okay. And it ain't stopping here. Okay. It's Ooh. going to nine. Okay. Uh, I, 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 there's no better motivation than being embarrassed and, and losing. And you know how many times that Oklahoma has lost back to back games in the regular season since 2000? It's happened one time, mm. once. That's less than I thought, and I knew it would be very <laughs> and few. Yeah, and that was back in 2020. <laughs> wow. But it ain't, it ain't happening here. Uh, they're, they're winning this game, and I think they win it by more than six and a half points. So Oklahoma win it, it wins, but maybe TCU covers maybe, but I'm taking I'm taking Oklahoma in a bounce back minus six and a half. Yeah, I, I got I to gotta roll with you here. The Sooners ticked off, and the next team's in purple too. Like, that's just bad luck for Texas Christian. Like, switch up the color. They need to go blackout or pull out those god-awful blood uniforms or whatever those were back in the day. Do oh, something, I, but yeah. shuck the purple. And, and, and here's the other thing. Dylan Gabriel, okay, OU's quarterback, 
He played phenomenal last week, okay, versus Kansas State. And yet nobody's talking about it because it was how bad that Sooner defense played. He threw four touchdown passes over 300 yards, didn't have an interception. I think he ran it for about 70 yards. And, again, you'd never know it. He played really, really well. But uh, So if that continues, TCU's in trouble. We'll take their first L on the season. There you go. Uh, Oklahoma State, Baylor, the Bears, a slight favorite, minus two and a half. Uh, this is one of the spicier ones of the weekend, Chris. I mean, a, a great conference championship game we all remember, and, and I'm looking forward to this next go-around. Here's the, here's my fascinating number on this game. Okay, Spencer Sanders, we think maybe the best quarterback of the league. He's preseason offensive player of the year. You know, he hadn't really had any hiccups uh, yet this season. He's got 10 TDs, one interception, okay? He throws 12 interceptions last season. Seven of them came against Baylor. Seven of the 12 came against the Bears, okay, in those two games, one in the regular season, one in the Big 12 title game. The team split these games, okay? So this is technically the third time in a calendar year, if you will, that they're going to end up playing. But I, I think I'm taking Baylor here minus, minus two at home. Uh, I'm not sure that that Oklahoma State defense is ready for this kind of primetime matchup just yet. I think Baylor has already kind of gone through some of their struggles up at BYU. I think they bounced back and played a really good game at Iowa State last weekend, but I'm going to take Baylor in a close one. But uh, those two points, not enough to scare me off. I'll take Baylor minus two. It's going to be hard to break a tie if we're uh, agreeing on everything, but so far we are. That's just the way it is. Uh, I think Baylor's defense, and I'm really with you on the same point uh, for the most part as far as comparing the two teams on the defensive side of the football. I just think the Bears have a, a much better ability to neutralize uh, Spencer Sanders and, and get in the backfield to make it tough on him, not to mention maybe uh, some ball carriers, but particularly getting after the quarterback. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Bears there, minus two and a half. Iowa State, minus three. Visiting the Jayhawks, Chris, this one kind of interesting to me is, is Iowa State uh, experiences a tough one. Got a coach melting down. I mean, it's rough when the players are having to talk the coach down for crying out loud uh, with Matt Campbell there. Uh, how, how are you seeing this one shape up with the Jayhawks and the Cyclones being a slight favorite? Well, I, Iowa State is favored here, as you mentioned, okay? And, and this is a home game for Kansas, folks. Right. So uh, at first glance, I'm like, why, why is Iowa State favored? Double take. S somebody knows something. Somebody <laughs> knows something. And I'm going, I'm going with the somebody's. Okay. Uh <laughs> I I uh I I don't think anybody as good as Kansas's offense has been. They've scored 26 touchdowns and kicked two field goals this year. That's how good Kansas's offense has been, averaging over 40 points a game. But again, Nobody's talked about how bad their off. I mean, their defense is. They're giving up over four hundred. Okay, to opposing offenses. Mm. I, I think this game is all about Hunter Deckers to me, because right now it's going to be strength on strength in this game. Iowa State's defense is really good, and I think you know Kansas State's offense is really good. So that's strength on strength. But I, I mean, Hunter Deckers, if they're if he's got a pulse, okay, he ought to be able to outplay how bad Kansas's defense is, and so. I, I think that Vegas is telling you what's up here. I think they're telling you what's up. I'm taking Iowa State minus three, and the party will stop, and we'll hear a lot of noise, or hear the noise will stop, I guess, with Lance Leipold and the Jayhawks and all that, just for a little bit. Interesting. And this is where this will get a little more interesting, is we will diverge 
You're going with the somebodies, I think, because you are a somebody. You know what I am? I'm a nobody. And I'm going with the nobodies. Give me the Jayhawks. Are you kidding me? Disrespect on the home field? What else do they have to do? They won a Final Four matchup last weekend with the Duke Blue Devils. What not even close an embarrassment to Krzyzewski. I mean, give me a break. I feel like Kansas has got to come out hacked off, Chris. If there was ever a point, right, this season for them to say, now, damn it, pay attention to us. We're good enough. We're smart enough. And we're worth it or whatever that saying is. Saturday Night Live, yes. This is it. I mean, an underdog on your home field to a team that's done what what Iowa State has done. I get your Kansas, but no, this one's one's too juicy. I'm going to go here with the Jayhawks. Uh, Level's going to go with the Cyclones. uh, Minus three, I'm going plus three. West Virginia, Texas. Another team that's going to be hacked off. Luckily, West Virginia is not coming to town in red and black uniforms, but... They're coming to town as a minus nine and a half underdog, Chris. Uh, who do you like here? Here's what I did not know until I, I looked it up to be sure because I read it and I was like, this, this just can't be right. Do, do you realize West Virginia leads the all-time series versus Texas six games to five? So six and five, West Virginia is. But here, here's the part that like shocked me. Four of those six wins, okay, four of those six wins have been in Austin. Ooh, I, I I just like that. I, I would not have guessed it. Um, I think West Virginia is much better than their record. I mean, because they, they've lost against the Jayhawks that you, you were talking about a second ago. They lost them at home. The, the other loss was basically a road game against a pit team that's now ranked. Um, I think that, that West Virginia's defensive line is actually pretty good. I think JT Daniels is pretty good. They're, they're transfer quarterback. And I don't know what to make of Texas after this weird week that they've had. I don't know about their quarterback play. Is Quinn Ewers back this week? Can we still see Hudson Card? Are they pissed off or are they melted down? Are they looking ahead to Oklahoma? I mean, uh, lots of questions. Mm. I do think, though, they figure out a way to, to win this game by double digits. Uh, it may not be pretty. It may be 24-14, it may be 27-17, but it's at nine and a half. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say Texas barely covers this one. Athlete only meeting this week for the Longhorns, Chris. <laughs> your, uh, yeah. yeah, it's September, by the way. Uh and what they didn't tell you was it was leaders of the swimming and diving team that were conducting the meeting. It wasn't actually football players uh, that they were referencing there. Longhorn's gonna be mad. Sorry, Neil Brown. No way. Minus nine and a half. Yeah, I'm rolling with you in Texas here. Stepping outside the Big 12 Conference, a couple of interesting numbers here, I thought. Interesting matchups. Alabama minus 17 and a half at Arkansas. I mean, I get what this reads like on paper, but is there anything to interest you about this one? I, well, I, I I wonder about Arkansas because Arkansas largely outplayed A&M last week. There's a few weird plays and the field goal off the top of the upright and just some weird, weird things that went on. I, you'll either get a really, you know, spicy Arkansas bunch, or you're going to get a bunch that's feeling sorry for themselves. But I feel like they'll be good enough to keep it within 17 points at home. I mean, goodness gracious, they they were ranked in the top 10 last week. I mean, Arkansas was. So uh, you, you're telling me they're getting 17 points at home. That's what you're telling me. Yes. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just making sure I heard you right because I'm t- I'm taking the hogs. Ooh, hey. <laughs> yeah so. hey, i've given you that opportunity now 
No, no more Arkansas games on the list. This season. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take I the points. Not. It's a big number. I, not. I hope that Sam Pittman has got the entire liquor uh, cabinet filled up because he's going to need it because I don't know why the Crimson Tide are going to wipe them up and down the field. I kind of feel like. So uh, we're going to diverge here on this one as well. I'm going with Alabama minus 17 and a half. Uh, Chris will roll with the hogs there. North Carolina State, Clemson, man, interest to me. Interesting to me, of course, because the Red Raiders uh, were on the field with NC State here, and curious to see if the Wolfpack can uh, gain any further validation here. They're a touchdown underdog uh, going to Clemson, Chris. Uh, Tigers or Wolfpack? This is a game that NC State won last year, and in many ways, this is it's a road game, so it's not exactly the same thing, but. In many ways, this is their UT game in, in 08 for NC State. It all points to this one. They may have a letdown later on, but th- th- this whole this whole season is about this game for the NC State Wolfpack. And you're telling me I get a touchdown. I'm gonna take it. I don't know if Clemson, <laughs> I don't know if Clemson is quite right yet. They went to, I mean, played a lengthy emotional stressful game against Wake Forest last week. Uh, I, You know, Clemson may, in yes. fact, win this game, but, I, I mean, you're giving me a touchdown. I'm going to take it. I just don't think NC State's going to screw much up. We, we've seen how good they are on defense. Uh, I know they're on the road and, and, and all that stuff, but that I, I can't wait to, to sit down and watch that one on Saturday night. But I, I'm, I'm going to take the Wolfpack. And I think Dave Dorn's a classy guy. He's got a good team. It's an old team. I don't think they'll be too big for the moment. But I, I, may, I may take NC State to win this one outright, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the spirit yeah. of Bryce Ramirez will propel them. I feel like we're going to be go. in agreement on on this one as well. I like NC State plus seven. I pulling off the win outright. I, I might want to ride with as well, but definitely with, with that touchdown, Chris. And I just feel like you go on the road. That's kind of negated possibly by some experience. You got a bunch of old heads running around for NC State as we figured <laughs> out. And then I'm just thinking as well when. When you're talking about a football team like what you're describing there that emotionally uh, has got, you know, the perceived Goliath there uh, to go and slay and you can kind of build off of what you did a season ago and that Goliath just had the taxing week that Clemson did, as you alluded to, I just, I don't know, there's a whole lot that sets up here, I think, really well for North Carolina State to at least cover there, if not maybe pull off uh, a big win on the road and, uh, hey, I'd love to see it happen. Yeah, I, I agree with certainly the way that uh, uh, they were with, with Bryce um, after that game. Uh, and in general, it kind of made it easy to root for them maybe moving forward. As I said, it disgusted me, uh, <laughs> as it always does when someone just mops the floor with you and then is incredibly classy on the other side. <laughs> <Right>. Repulsive. <laughs> th- th- this is a game, though, the where, where Clemson will either say, this is still our league and don't uh, nobody should forget that. Or it's going to be the game to where people say, "Yeah, Clemson isn't back from two years ago. Like yep. you know, they're they're not playoff contender and all that. They're still kind of really good. They're just not elite." Uh, but that that's that's the game this weekend versus NC State, in my opinion. It should be a fun weekend, man. I hope the oh, Red Raiders uh, don't spoil the fun because otherwise it could be a great Saturday. And uh, maybe we're launching into that afternoon slate uh, propelled by a Red Raider win in. Manhattan. Uh, Chris, looking forward to it. And of course, we'll have plenty on the other side, one way or another, but hoping for a win. As you continue to get primed for the weekend, make sure 
to make Locked On Big 12 your second listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network with Josh Neighbors. As uh, we mentioned, it's going to be a wild schedule in the Big 12 Conference this weekend, so a whole lot uh, to get geared up for. Do it with Josh Neighbors and Locked On Big 12. Looking forward to it, Chris. Uh, Enjoyed the week and, and should have another good one on tap this weekend to discuss next week. Absolutely, man. Don't turn it over. Don't commit too many penalties. You got a chance. Okay, got a chance. Keep hope alive, people. We'll talk to you over the weekend. There you go. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. And before you forget, subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. And one more thing to wrap up the week. Just please subscribe on YouTube. All right. <laughs> on the Locked On Podcast Network. You got it. It's Locked On Texas Tech.